You are listening to What in the Horror with your host Lando and Tim. Welcome back to yet another episode of What in the Horror with your host Lando and Tim. Today we will be reviewing Pumpkinhead from 1988 and The Night Watchman from 2017. So we will start with Pumpkinhead from 1988. Uh, The movie opens up with a revenge demon, Pumpkinhead, pursuing this guy through the woods. And he tries to seek safety in a house, which he knows the people inside. So he keeps on they keep, keeps on knocking on the door and asking for help. And the owners refuse him sanctuary. But uh, so they send their kid to bed and stuff. And what they don't realize is their young son got out of bed and watches uh, from his window as Pumpkinhead finishes off the guy, kills the guy. So kind of an interesting thing. I mean, seeing something like that happen at such a young age. Well, years later. His name is Ed Harley. It turns out he grows up to be a grown man and he has a son of his own. After six of out-of-town kids arrive at uh, at Harley's store, you know, they're, they're kind of, a couple of them get on dirt bikes and they're riding around. The older brother really wanted to play on the dirt bike, jumping jumps and stuff and going around. And the uh, younger brother started riding around with him. While this is happening, uh, Pumpkin's Head story is told by some local children. One of the six out-of-towners, Joel, who's riding the bike, is going around, jumps up onto dirt. And hits Ed's son after Ed leaves to go deliver grain to this, uh, go pick up grain is going to deliver to this guy's house later on because he didn't have it. He forgot to bring it to the store and the guy needs it by sundown. Well, while this is happening, his son gets hit because he's following the dog, trying to uh, chase down the dog that got outside. And he's not dead, but he's hurt really badly. Um, Well, Joel, because he's on probation because of drinking and an accident, he flees the scene, takes off, puts his bike on that trailer, and he goes to take off and takes some of the people with him. And then uh, the others take the other vehicle, uh, the Corvette, and as well, the, they take both vehicles. Joel, Joel has a Corvette. Him and his girlfriend take that, and then the others follow. But the one, the younger brother, stays behind, take care of the kid and with this, the other dirt bike that he dropped, but it's still rideable. But he dropped it trying to miss the kid. Well, this happens. Um, then Ed comes back. He finds him there injured. He goes and picks up his kid and he starts walking toward the truck. And the brother tries to get a, his attention and ask, is there anything I can do? And he just gives him a look, really nasty look. So um, while this is happening, Joel's friends have wanted to get uh, help for the little boy. It hit in a panic and they, and they tried to call 911. And the, he freaks out and he gets in a fight with one of them who hits him, knocks him on the ground, or he knocks the guy out with a piece of firewood. And then he takes him hostage and locks him in like a closet type thing. And uh, as this is going on, uh, Ed's son dies. And he goes and takes off to go to this, uh, to find the woman who he knows can summon Pumpkinhead and is also hopeful that maybe she can do something for his son because she's known to have kind of special powers. Well, he goes to the place where he delivers the grain, tries to offer, let the uh, guy have the grain for free for the information. The guy refuses and says, there's nothing that will do nothing. It won't bring him back. And the same kid who was telling the story about Pumpkinhead was there, teenager. He runs up and stops Ed and, and talks to him and goes, uh, tells him he will, he knows how to get her and he get, takes the money that his dad would have got if he had taken the money, but says he's going to, he'll only take him part way. And he, I mean, he'll, because of Ed says he has to go with him, get in the back. He says he'll only take him part way and because the old lady creeps him out. While this is going on, one of the girls um, that's in the party tries to take off and run out the door. Oh, 
this nothing really happens there and then it goes back to the cutscene of him riding up and the, the uh, boy taps on top of ed's truck and says hey you gotta let me out this is as far as i go you go up the road and it's going to come to an end and that's her house goes in there the old lady the witch actually it turns out if you get into the lore she knows uh she realized she knows who he is knows about the boy says she can't help him and he goes i want revenge so she tells him what to do where to go and dig up the corpse that she's he's gonna need he goes up into the uh cemetery and there's this big mound that he sees in there because she doesn't tell him any information just says he'll know and he digs up this corpse this thing he he actually digs up gets a worm on it worms on him and stuff because it's half rotten and he starts to gag and he slides down the little mound and he gets back up and he picks up the body and he brings it back to her while she's prepping gets back there and he has to take some of his blood for some kind of concoction and he passes out while he's passing out he sees kind of glimpses of uh pumpkin head not not only is this shriveled little mass of a skeleton grows and stands up and it looks for a comparison if anyone's seen the movie aliens it's kind of got an aliens vibe to it but he grows and becomes this huge monster well while that's happening they got the uh people trying to get out and they run they run and uh run out and Girls try to get away. They finally talk to him. The little brother tells him, you know, it's time. You know, you're going to have to deal with this because he's obviously freaking out because of the situation with him possibly going to jail. And while he guns outside, one of the girls, Maggie, begins to panic and attempts to run off. Steve's younger brother tries to stop her. Pumpkinhead comes out of hiding in the trees and strikes. He rips Steve to shreds. Maggie runs back to the cabin for help. Um, Joe and Jeff go looking for Steve with guns. Just then, the evil menace demons appears in a window, walks by the window, and it hangs Steve's body right in front of the door and falls off like the roof and just dangling there. As Maggie screams, Pumpkinhead grabs her by the head and runs off. It soon returns and kills another girl via choking her and dropping her on a boulder. The remaining three victims see, try to seek help, but the residents know that anyone who helps Pumpkinhead, Pumpkinhead's targets become target as well so the kids are on their own meanwhile ed harley is mentally connected with the demon he witnesses each kill and his eyes like roll back and change and everything he gets these like demon eyes and he feels even worse as the kids died so he decides to stop Pumpkinhead and meets up with the three survivors soon Pumpkinhead arrives and joel and harley unload the guns into the beast when they think it's dead joel approaches and Pumpkinhead shoves joel's rifle through his chest killing him he lifts him right up in the air and waves him around like he's just got like like you're trying to cook something on a stick it's really kind of scary uh ed is bitten by a dog when this happens and Pumpkinhead feels the pain and drops drops joel but ed did not notice the connection goes both ways because he was dizzy getting chewed up by the dog uh the remaining kids tracy and jeff run for their lives until a young hillbilly named jimmy joel decides to help him uh this is the same kid from before that helped out um helped him get pumpkin head ed get pumpkin head in the first place and told the story in the beginning pumpkin head pursues him through the oil burned church because he they he thinks it's hollow ground so he imagines a demon wouldn't be able to step foot there it's a good plan at least something to try didn't work pumpkin head pursues him through the old church and grabs jeff wounding him badly um wanting to stop this ed harley drives around till he finds tracy and jimmy jimmy joe and then takes them to his house Soon a demon appears, drops Jeff's body, and enters the house. Uh, Jeff is not dead. He's still moving. So the survivors flee out of Ed, uh, and Ed is kind of a little weary because he's doing that flashback thing where the connection 
and he winds up stepping and stabbing himself in the shoulder with a pitchfork. This time he realizes Pumpkinhead feels the injury because you can see Pumpkinhead re react and get the wounds from the pitchfork. So he finally figures out there's a connection goes both ways. And the only way to stop the beast is to kill himself. Uh, so he gets into the truck and picks, gets the uh, pistol out of the glove box and he shoots himself in the head. Uh, the beast goes down, but the demon gets back up afterwards because apparently he didn't kill himself completely. So he's trying to reach for the gun, but is just too, he's not really in great shape at this point, but the hole in his head. And Tracy had to shoot him to stop Pumpkinhead. And then uh, the demon wind up, winds up getting going up in flames, just spontaneously burst into flames. So that's how that ends right there. And then in the last scene, the witch is burying Ed's body in the Pumpkinhead's grave, but it looks like Pumpkinhead, like the original small little Pumpkinhead. The only reason you know it's Ed's body is because he has his son's necklace on. So he'll be the next Pumpkinhead. So the person who summons Pumpkinhead becomes the vessel for the next Pumpkinhead. So it's kind of an interesting situation. Um, this is obviously turned into like a series of movies. It was an 80s movie, so you also got to figure it from there. The storyline and stuff... Um, you know, it's kind of like it takes place in a, I just want to go with that. I didn't mention it in the beginning, but this is takes place kind of in a hick area, you know, for lack of a better terminology. There's really no electronics or anything. It's in the 80s pre-internet. So it's kind of backwoods. And these um, hillbillies are true hillbillies, like talking, walking barefoot around and yeah, that type of thing. And old raggedy clothes. But yeah, that's the movie. Lando, what were your thoughts? Uh, kind of wish this kind of wish this movie had a much better story to it it took almost a full half hour for something to really happen such as ed's son billy getting ran over by one of those asshole teenagers not really a bloody or gory film but i did end up liking the very look of pumpkin head i also liked how it pretty much looked like a little corpse until the witch made it come back to life and it grew from this toddler sized thing into something the height of Shaquille O'Neal. I like acting in this movie. I loved when the asshole that ran over Billy finally got killed. It was like a very satisfying kill knocking off that piece of shit. The fact that Ed has second thoughts about what he has done and tried but failed to take it back was a pretty predictable move in any horror movie to be honest i liked how ed and pumpkin head were linked by what ed has done and that the only way to kill pumpkin head is for ed to die i thought uh, that was a pretty cool twist right there i also like the fact that the next pumpkin head would be ed because like you said you see his dead body all shrunk up and everything so overall i like this movie for it being like a revenge killing type of horror movie i like those kind of movies yeah I, as far as the killing thing i agree i just want to say i agree with you joel deserved to die the rest did not yeah but uh yeah other people really didn't like it that much on rotten tomato they gave it a 65 with the audience score of 48 google they gave it a 90 percent. this movie had a budget of a little over three million dollars and made about i'd say about little over four million so yeah it's not that bad of a movie i mean it could have been a little bit better i wish everything picked up a lot sooner than it did so with that being said i gave this movie 
a 3.5 skull rating. I took some points off for the lack of blood and gore, plus it taking so damn long for this movie to really pick up the pace. What's your rating for this one? Uh, I was going four on this one, but that's because of nostalgia feel, probably part of it. However, you're right. There's a lack of true blood and gore. I mean, it gives you a lot of feels of blood and gore. Like when he puts the rifle through uh, Joel and lifts him up in the air like that. But you really don't see the blood and gore. You just see like something. It looks like someone's propped up on a rifle stick, (laughs) like a kebab. (laughs) But truthfully, it is not a lot of blood and gore. Like this kid isn't even really all that bloody doesn't even look that badly injured but internal damage whatever um it makes you feel almost feel like he's dead before he's dead too because they talk about him being dead or dying when he gets hit but he's sitting there with his eyes open looking around on the ground it's like okay and then you realize later he is still there and that in the way he died like daddy and then just gone it's like oh that was a heart-wrenching yeah. good moment that was a really good moment for making it want to be a revenge it's just unfortunate he decided to go after all of them because he didn't know when joel was an asshole he deserved it the others no so yeah i would, yeah. I would say four that's also a nostalgia feel like i said 80s movies some of them hit him hit me that way so all right well that's it for pumpkin head from 1988 so we'll go with my pick which is the night watchman from 2017 so basically this movie is about a group of overnight security guards that are hazing a new uh recruit they give them like a used uniform with a name tag saying rajiv when his name isn't even rajiv and that's what they pretty much call him through the whole movie so there's that and then they are just sitting there fucking around being assholes pretty much throughout the whole movie but all of a sudden, a unknown dead body comes to the place. I can't remember exactly what type of uh, building that they're at, but but the dead body is in a casket, and no one knows who it is or who delivered it or anything, but it's supposed to be going to a different place. So the security guards just pretty much say fuck it and just say they're going to deal with it in the morning. Well, they're... Uh, the company's boss or whatever he ends up going there and he sees the casket and he's nosy as hell so he tries to open the thing up and he uh he at first he fails at opening the casket so he grabs like grabs like a crowbar or something and he props it open and inside is a dead clown named blimpo i think that's how you pronounce it and he's just all fabricated that the clown is in a in a uh, casket so he being the dumbass that he is he takes his cell phone and tries to take a picture with the corpse well he turns his back away from the casket and he's looking well it turns out in the picture it's just him you don't see the corpse then all of a sudden after him saying what the fuck and everything all of a sudden the clown is awoke and it turns out that he's a vampire so there's that and he of course attacks and turns the boss into a vampire and he also eventually ends up turning the two stoner delivery men who delivered his body into vampires as well eventually the only handful of people remaining are the guy that that gets named rajiv karen who is this really hot secretary type of woman plus the three other watchmen ken lucas and i'm gonna vouch this name but I'm guessing his name is Jiggets. Well, 
the group is separated by a horde of vampires, leaving Ken and Rajiv together. Ken gives Rajiv a pep talk in order to motivate him because he's like really fucking scared on what's everything's going on. But eventually he ends up leaving Ken to uh, leave on his own. He soon changes his mind and decides to return and fight using a bribe of weed. And he, uh, yeah, he uses a big bag of weed to pretty much get all these vampires stoned off their ass. And I'm guessing Luca, I think it's either Luca or Jiggets is the black guy in this movie. And you think he's dead, but he turns out not to be dead. So there's that. And then he ends up showing up, the black guy does, and he finds out that this Rajiv guy burnt up all his Jewish haze weed because the black guy is Jewish, apparently. So there's that. And they eventually end up having to rescue the Karen character because she locks herself in like a cage and a whole bunch of vampires are trying to get at her. And she's shooting them with a gun. And they end up just murking on all these vampires trying to help her out, which they end up doing. But they end up reuniting in the office. And towards the end of the movie, they end up fighting against a bunch of other vampires that are dressed like clowns, like the Blimbo character. They end up fighting him off, killing him, end up killing all of these other vampires, but, or at least the ones that are uh, dressed like clowns anyways. So they end up killing all these clown vampires, but there's all these other vampires, and uh, they end up thinking that it's daytime, which it is, but it's not all the way sun up and it's revealed that when they when they uh take a sheet or whatever off the window in this big part of the building so they're like oh shit (laughs) so they end up uh getting pretty much attached and you end up thinking that everybody's gonna about to die till it's revealed that Rajiv has a uh large cross tattoo on his back well they end up repelling all the vampires using this tattoo until the sun finally does end up rising and destroys all the vampires all at once and so they end up uh winning this fight they uh end up going to the top of the building and are just talking well they're calling this guy Rajiv again and he's like you guys know that's not my name right because throughout the whole movie they call him this well it turns out his actual name is Justin Ken then informs that the group that they must now save the world from any remaining vampires. And that's pretty much the whole movie. I know I skipped quite a bit. I didn't really do well on notes, but I mean, this was a pretty fast paced movie anyways. So that being said, Rotten Tomato gave it a score of 86% with an audience score of 70%. Google gave it a 82 I couldn't find any information on a budget or box office, but I did see that this movie was introduced in some type of movie fair and then it was out there on the internet. So there was no like theater or anything like that going on. So, but yeah, when it comes to my thoughts for a comedy horror movie, I was pretty surprised with the amount of blood, with the minimal amount of gore. I laughed at a lot of the funny, but cringy scenes with that perverted boss because he's he's always trying to hump something throughout the whole movie if you like a funny but semi-gross vampire comedy then you'll most likely like this one some of the it had some action that i really enjoyed and thought was pretty entertaining the only real complaint 
that I have about this movie is that the CGI in the ending with all the vampires bursting into flame, it was pretty obvious. I mean, it didn't look real at all. That was like the only non-real looking thing to happen throughout the whole movie. So, so yeah, that's my overthought. I agree. Um, I like the fact that most of the movie was done without any CGI. It was done with old school gore techniques was the best part about it. I hate that they put that in at the ending because if they had not done it that way, it would have been so much better. I mean, they did catch the one clown on fire, like actually doused him in gasoline, caught him on fire, and he actually was on fire. It was someone in his suit, obviously, and it was done really well. And then to do ruin the ending like that, just yeah, that was cringeworthy. And one of the favorite, most bizarre, I laughed my ass off parts of the movie was when they were looking for the keys in the car the first time, and that huge dildo and magazine fell out in her lap i mean we're talking that thing there um was cringeworthy for anyone let alone for a guy to have in his and apparently the way they were acting was like slimy and stuff too so it was like covered uh, oh oh cringeworthy but hilarious and there was a lot of cringeworthy moments especially with that boss yeah uh, and you also forgot about the fact that all of a sudden so the teenager is getting attacked he's by this girl and all of a sudden he grabs her boobs to push her away and she starts getting turned on. And the other girl goes, he's underage and then kills her. It's like, what's being underage have to do with a vampire trying to kill him and then trying to hump him? I mean, okay. Yeah. It was one of those movies that um, was fast paced. It was actually a lot more fun than I expected it to be. It redeemed the last clown movie we watched. So I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I forgot to mention, the most important thing that I always talk about in certain horror movies this one does have titties in it a lot oh yeah and then it had two (laughs) chicks i wasn't sure if they were dead or alive but they started making out and ripping each other's tops off and shit oh like damn no they were dead they were they were sitting there with fangs getting ready to kill and then yeah when they started getting high it's like the innuendo here is women get high they get horny because that is exactly what happened even the vampire chicks started like grinding on everybody around it's like whoa okay okay interesting so yeah on this one i gave it a 4.5 because of what it for with the genre it is it, it was actually pretty good it wasn't meant to be a serious serious movie but yet it was serious enough that you could actually still enjoy it for that purpose so to be able to pull both those things off pretty good that cgi in the end might have even get pushed it to a five if it wasn't that terrible cgi like melting burning thing they had going on it was just cheesy terrible ending but other than that it was good yeah for me i gave it a four skull rating i mean i would have gave it at least a 4.5 if it didn't have that cgi in it it was a dildo that's what pushed it up the extra 0.5 because i laughed so hard <laughs> yeah he definitely was a fucking pervert and he and the actor that played him played it pretty fucking well and i consider that a major creep factor step up when that thing fell in her lap imagine you being there it freaked me out too that was scarier than the clowns oh yeah definitely but anyways i think that's about it for this episode it's gonna be definitely a short one i mean movie i picked i just couldn't really find anything i disliked about it so but anyways if you have any horror movie suggestions you can always email us at what in the horror podcast at gmail.com also follow us on twitter that's what in the horror podcast all one word can also join our new discord we are still looking for people we only have like six people including me and tim but uh, anyways as always i've been lando and i've been tim 
and we're the fuck out of here. You were listening to What in the Horror. See you next time. <laughs>